0: Good morning, and welcome to the Strongbow Podcast. We're joined today by Chris Woodward, Managing Director of Client Delivery. Good morning, Chris.
1: Hey Barry, how's it going? Good man, you? Good, good. It's uh, it's cold down here in the south. Um,
0: <laughs> Up here too. Uh,
1: would say wouldn't say unseasonably, but uh, about twenty five degrees right now.
0: Well, hopefully spring right around the corner. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, so yeah. Thanks. This- this morning I was driving to the office and it was raining cats and dogs and I was thinking about TDM. Don't ask me why these things come to me when I'm driving, but they do. Mm-hmm. And what I was really thinking about, it's like, I can't believe it's 2021 and we're still talking about TDM and helping our customers migrate off of it and deal with all of those problems. So you know, when yeah. when you're out there every day with our clients, what does that look like for them?
1: Well, I mean, first of all I was gonna say I I probably have the same sentiment, but the reality is that not only are we talking about it with our clients, but we're talking about it a lot. So I you know, I think it looks like a, a couple of things. It really depends on the specific client and um and there seems to be some trends, you know relative to specific verticals, but some of our clients are dealing with TDM in a major way. And when I say TDM, um, I think what we mean here is specifically TDM access for data services like MPLS and internet,
0: um, T1s,
1: DS3s, that sort of thing. They're dealing with it in a major way. And for some of them, it's a real problem because they have a whole lot of them
0: you just made me think we kind of dealt with the TDM on the, on the voice side over the last four or five years, moved to SIP, disconnect local services. Now it's data. Data is kind of the problem. And uh, from what I can tell, customers are having challenges with their service providers. Service providers are like, that's it. We're done supporting this get off or you're going to raise your rates a crazy amount.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that's so true. The, you know the the whole TDM on the voice side that was handled ten fifteen years ago for the most part it was It was kind of like the cloud conversation today. you know the boards were asking um, we're asking the i t organizations, "Are you sip yet?" and so there was this major push to get off TDM on the voice side. What it seems like happened is that the the TDM access on the data side just got kind of ignored
0: mm. so how are we helping our customers? move off of TDM on the data side?
1: Well, there's, you know, there's two challenges, right? Number one is just the technical and operational challenge of, you know, literally replacing circuits at hundreds or thousands or, you know, in some cases, tens of thousands of, of locations. So that's, that's problem. Number one problem. Number two is the, the commercial problem because what's happening in the market is that the rates for TDM access are, are going up. If they haven't gone up yet for a specific client, then it's very likely that that increase is right around you know, right around the corner. It's on the horizon. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's these two challenges, right? And it takes what I guess I would say is very careful coordination to make sure that you can handle both and don't get bitten. Mm-hmm. by a price increase or by a surprise there's you know there's there's multiple things to to deal with so I think the first thing that we can do is take our view of the market and our view of you know our view that we've gained from working with with many many clients you know right here and now in real time and bring that to bear in the form of a holistic plan that holistic plan generally starts with developing a very detailed baseline a baseline that looks at technical elements such as the, you know, the edge routers and, and equipment that's, that's, uh, you know, facing these circuits as well as the financial elements, as well as the geographic elements, Mm -hmm. right? Like am I buying access, TDM access from AT&T, for example, in Verizon territory, that could be more problematic than buying TDM access from AT&T in their own
0: territory. So are you thinking that there's, a way to help sequence the migration that eases the pain, maybe um, prioritizes which sites go at, at, at what time and 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 maybe that yields to a better result it might sound like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. that's that's exactly what I'm saying, and that's that's what has to be done. You have to take all of those all of those aspects of the of of the client's inventory and bring them together and put together a, a holistic plan that, that, you know, sequences things in an, in some sort of priority order. We're doing that. We're doing exactly this for, for one of our clients who um, has thousands of circuits with um, all the major providers in the U S right. But
0: how long do they have to leave?
1: It, it, well, that's, that's the, that's the rub, right? They have, they have a couple of years to move everything if I remember correctly, but that's, that's not really the, that's not really the, the point. The point is that for some of their circuits, they have a very short amount of time to move, you know, six month type time frame. The reason for that is because in their, you know, most recent renewal of the contract, it, it came to light that their suppliers are, um, you know, in an, in an especially bad position relative to their wholesale rates for out of region circuits. And you know, as such, they are wanting to pass those cost increases on to our client. Ouch. So yeah, it's, it, it, it could be bad. Um, so it's, it's especially important that they have a, a plan which does exactly what you said, which is prioritize the, the migration, the transformation of the TDM circuits in a way that ensures that they don't pay any quote-unquote penalties or you know those, those cost increases are not passed through to them, that they get onto another technology, whether it's broadband or ethernet, wireless, or some combination thereof, before those co- cost increases hit.
0: Wow, and so not only do they have to migrate, but the transition technology, it isn't obvious. It could be one of three things I think I just heard, ethernet, broadband, or wireless. So that's just another decision in that sequencing that I would imagine has to get a, addressed. What what are you seeing there? Is there a clear kind of trend to what people are using as the replacement technology, or, or does it vary by client?
1: Well, number one, um, there's not necessarily a clear-cut cost savings play when we're talking about going from TDM to Ethernet specifically. Ooh, Why? cost can go because up? Because... Right, right, because you know, T1s, when we're talking about T1s, whether it's a one, one single T1, a 1.5 meg circuit, or an in-by-T1, like a 3 or 4.5 or, or whatever, that in many cases is going to be less expensive than an equivalent Ethernet circuit. So it's imperative that you look at all of the technology possibilities and, and that you, you know, time this migration, if possible, with some sort of technology upgrade, router refresh, that sort of thing, so that you're replacing the the edge gear that you have with something that will support something, you know, some circuitry other than Ethernet, um, you know, that would, you know, for example, SD-WAN, right?
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense. You don't want to be locked into a technology choice that makes costs go up, so that doesn't sound helpful right the other thing that right
1: and by the way but by, by the way i'll just say this that it's not always the case that ethernet's more expensive than tdm that ethernet is more expensive than a than a t1 mm-hmm. um but it is you know the, the price of any local access including ethernet is very location dependent so what you're going to have is if you have you know hundreds or thousands of circuits you're going to have some circuits that are going to increase as a result of a transition to, to ethernet. So the best thing you can do, of course, is look at this migration holistically. There's gonna be some ups, some downs. In our client's case that I was talking about, um, you know, uh, with, one of their, with, with, with one of their networks, they're actually seeing an overall slight decrease even if they just went completely to ethernet. So it's not always the case that it's gonna go up, but it, it could be. And so the more you can keep your options open relative to things like broadband and, and 4 and 5G, the better.
0: Ooh, you said the G words. <laughs> <laughs> so what what's happening out there from from a wireless perspective? Are people moving towards that? How do you see the adoption going there?
1: It's, for for our clients, um, large enterprises the adoption isn't you know overwhelmingly overwhelmingly like fast but we are seeing them start to adopt it I think part of the problem is the traditional pricing model that you know, yeah. you know goes along with with wireless it's it's very expensive and it makes it it makes it sort of unattractive as a primary mode of connectivity right great for backup not so great for primary why because it's generally it's generally sold in a completely different manner from terrestrial connectivity which is you know a, a bandwidth a speed a, a speed tier right like mm-hmm. i can get gig a gig access circuit and then i can say i want to buy a want to buy a 300 meg port and i get 300 megabits per second some suppliers will let me burst up to a gig if the bandwidth is available on their network and others will just limit me to 300 megs but but wireless is sold completely differently it's sold basically along the same lines as the consumer model which is which is simply uh, um, a data bucket if mm-hmm. you will and,
0: and the there's more throttling.
1: Of, right there's more the more of that bucket you use the more it costs and so you have this unknown amount of cost so you're sort of relegated to a backup thing where it's like, okay, only if I really need it, if my other option is turning customers away or something like that, will I use this?
0: That's and,
1: right. uh, and that just, that just makes it, that just makes it sort of inflexible as a, as a, uh, you know, as a solution, but we are seeing the carriers out there, the wireless carriers out there changing that model when they're, you know, looking at the enterprise. So I think it's happening slowly, but, I think that's something that they're going to continue to have to do. And as they do that, and as their sales teams get more educated about this, you know, alternative commercial model that they're willing to offer, then I think we'll see that the adoption, you know, continues, but it's slow going right now.
0: Right. Right. And it's, it sounds like, um, customers put in this wireless infrastructure for backup and they're like, "Eh, you know, I'd like to get some more value out of it. So how does the market Respond to that, I think is 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 what you're suggesting, and it's probably a good future podcast. So we can we can definitely circle back to that at some point. Um, you know, also when I when I think about the whole TDM migration right now in mass, I have this vision of armies of people, lots and lots of people to um, get this done, and. That's um that's hard that's hard for a lot of our customers right. There's resource constraints, there's challenges with with hiring and you know tooling up and skilling up. I'm just curious if there's any um, observations out there on how people are addressing the staffing component to to get all of this work done in a in, in a short period of time.
1: So I mean, there's there's a lot there, right? In that question, <laughs> a lot to unpack. Um, Right, so first of all, the you know just just looking at the act of migrating hundreds or thousands of sites it, the reality is it's hard. it takes a lot of a lot of resource it, it it costs a lot. There are unknowns, things like special construction that will pop up at the last minute. Oh, yes um, bottom line, I think you need from from ideation to being ready to deploy the network, you probably need almost a year. And what I mean by ideation to being ready to deploy the network is from, you know, this concept that I am going to, I am going to source and select new connectivity and deploy, you know, potentially new, new gear, SD-WAN, whatever, to the point where I have firm order commitments from all of my suppliers and I have the gears, you know, ready to go, on pallets or whatever and it's ready to go. I just need the field services teams to take it, take it to the sites and connect it to the new circuits which will be installed because I have firm order commitments from all my suppliers. From you know the beginning to the end of that, it's a year. That doesn't count the deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, the deployment is going to be largely dependent on how much, you know, how much resource you want to throw at it from a field services perspective, how much resource you have internally to support the test and turn up if you're doing that or your supplier does if it's a managed service and how many sites you have to do and you know that translates to how many sites you can do per week per month per year that sort of thing Um, maybe the carriers
0: would be incentivized to provide some resources as well because they want to move off this TDM stuff
1: maybe Um, I think I think they would and I think that I think that we've seen that um, in a couple of cases where the carriers are especially motivated you know and you have a A commercial event like a a renegotiation that you're that you're pursuing the carriers are willing to throw some dollars or bodies or both Mm. at the problem especially when it they see it as their problem as well um but you know at the at the end of the day it's not to be underestimated i think a lot of i think a lot of um you know uh folks folks in these enterprise it organizations cios and and IT, you know, IT directors and, and whatnot um, definitely can appreciate the problem of you know the the, the boots on the ground problem, getting the, the technology out there. What they underestimate is the commercial aspect of it, just you know, negotiating the contracts, the time time and energy and expertise that it takes to negotiate the contracts with your suppliers so that you can have it ready to go. And the the the, the same thing goes for the, you know, the time and energy that it takes to get to that, you know, that firm order commitment mm-hmm. point. Um, I keep bringing that up because I can't stress enough. I mean, we have a, we have a, a retail client that only has about, I don't know, 250 stores, let's call it. And, you know, then a few few data centers and a few corporate offices and, and whatnot, but let's call it about 250 sites. It, it, it you know the, the the time estimate held true for them even given the you know slightly somewhat small nature of their of their network from a number of sites perspective it still it still took about a year to get from um, you know spec development to firm order commitment so I, I stress that because you know if you don't get to that point then you uh, you know you don't have you don't you don't have a network ready to go. And the other thing that I'll say is that the other the other trend that we're seeing um, from a you know just from a numbers perspective is that you know if you're looking at multiple technologies, broadband, Ethernet, wireless, about thirty percent of your original quotes, if you go out for an RFQ, let's say, and a supplier's bid different technologies, about thirty percent of those quotes turn out to be wrong meaning mm-hmm. either they quoted the wrong broadband provider, broadband isn't available, um, the underlying Ethernet access provider is wrong, just about 30% of the time they get it wrong. And this is this is held true over multiple engagements that we've run.
0: Gotcha. Well, it sounds like there's commercial opportunity, technical opportunity, and don't underestimate the timeline it takes to plan, um, implement, and in some cases rework because of kind of the, the 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 errors in quoting and special construction and and things of that nature. So that um that sounds pretty good to me, Chris. Thank thank you so much for your insights this morning and um you know look forward to uh, uh removing lots of TDM this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, same, same. It's uh, you know, it's fun. It's, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, fun work. Um, I guess maybe I have a weird definition of fun, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's very rewarding because, um, because it's something that is very valuable to our clients and, uh, you know, it helps them keep
0: moving forward. Sounds good. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in today and we will be back soon with another Strongbow podcast.